I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. I'm here once again ready to have a chat about films. And of course I am joined by film lover all-round enthusiastic man. Maybe that's me giving him a bit too uh, much praise on the enthusiasm, but he definitely loves films. We'll give him that. He's watching them all the time. He's got plenty of thoughts, and of course, it's our favourite. It's Callum, and he's back again to have a chat with me. Callum, how are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm very enthusiastic, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like it. <laughs> sort of the, the, the Lancashire monotone. Um I'm enthusiastic in my own way. Uh, I am. Yeah, no, I'm good. That's a nice I'm way good. I am. Um, I woke up relatively early this morning and walked twelve miles. Which I mean, was, you've got uh, to be enthusiastic to do that for sure. Well, exactly. Yeah. Indeed. Three hours fifty. I was walking for, and I got a fancy coffee as well. Um, great, great little walk along the coast. I'm getting into these walks. You know, it's gonna be quite sad. Like when I actually go back to work proper. Um, then again, I did walk on a Sunday, so I suppose that wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't really impact my work, I guess. I mean, I have been walking as well in between on my lunch hours as well, which has been quite nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm when I go back, eventually go back to work, I'm not going to be able to do that, which is a shame. But one thing that will remain constant are these film reviews. Yes, keep, bro, it brings it round. Ever the professional. These. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, great to hear that your wanderings have been continuing, Caleb. Surely there'll be a documentary series commissioned very soon of your <laughs> rambling across the filed coast. But yeah. until then, we're going to have to stick to reviewing films via the podcast. But hey, I'm very happy to do that. So stay with me for now. You can do your documentary in the near future. But right now, we're talking about films. And I tell you what, we've got a biggie for you today. We don't mess about on here, do we? We never mess about, but we've really brought it today. And the reason that we chose this one was a very practical reason. It was going off Netflix very soon. You've got to make the most of it because sometimes Netflix dangle these films in front of you and then take them away before you know it. So we've jumped on it. We've watched it. We're ready to chat about it. Callum, can you reveal to me and the audience what the film was and a little bit of an overview of it for everyone, please? I can. Uh, the film is Captain Fantastic um, on Netflix at the moment. It's a 2016 uh, American comedy drama, I guess, um, written and directed uh, by a guy called Matt Ross. It's got Viggo uh, Morsenson in as well. Which, just as a very, very quick caveat, um, I was already sold because I love Lord of the Rings and love Aragorn and therefore love Viggo Mortensen anyway. However, the film Captain Fantastic is probably... It's got nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. It's about a family who live in the Washington Washington State's wilderness up in, in the mountains, in the forest, I guess. Um, they are living... Ben and Leslie, um, the, the couple are left-wing anarchist sort of activists that are completely disillusioned with uh, capitalism and American values, the food, the culture. They completely reject capitalism and all its vices that come with it. Um, and they decide to raise their family in these quite harsh conditions in 
North Washington State, and they teach um, their kids survival skills, left-wing politics, like their kids routinely read Noam Chomsky, for example. Um, they read philosophy, though the kids can speak multiple language. And essentially, their goal is to educate their kids to think critically, um, you know, training them to be uh, physically fit and um, self-reliant and interrogate interrogate knowledge ex- uh, that they're reading and um, essentially reject modern um, capitalist values, particularly chain restaurants and largely the American education system. Um Leslie, Ben's wife, has uh, been hospitalised, it transpires, with um, uh, mental illness, uh, bipolar disorder, and she eventually commits suicide. So Ben and his family uh, leave Washington State to attend uh, Leslie's funeral, um, and Leslie's family are quite um, conservative, traditional American, uh, traditional American family, um, Christian American family, might I add, um, and they want to give Leslie a sort of standard Christian funeral, whereas Ben has proclaimed that she's a Buddhist and wants to be burnt. So there's a sort of conflict there, and um, really, it's the story follows the family coming down from Washington State out of their um, reclu- re- reclusive lifestyle to and try and integrate back into society to be able to attend the funeral and come to terms with the death of Ben's wife and um, the kid's mother. Um, yeah, it's basic. That's that's basically it's, it's basically the film. It's the film's really about um, coming to terms with your own self and your own identity and what it means to live in a modern world. I should have just Lovely. said that. I should have just said that to start off with, really. Uh. <laughs> the big questions, and it really does bring in big themes and big questions. And straight away, Callum, well, first of all, thank you once again for giving that lovely overview. Straight away from watching it, my instinct was, yes, stylistically and thematically, this is a film for me and a film for you. It's it's straight on the film style that we've liked in the past and I know that we will in the future. I felt very similar vibes to Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm. Not in terms of subject matter as such. I mean, the setting was similar visually. It had that feel to it. But that more kind of like ethereal feel, how it was emotional, but on a deep level. It was very much trying to touch the audience on a bigger sense of emotion rather than argue one specific point or put focus on one specific thing. It was something much bigger than that. And I always like that in a film. I like to feel something like the film collectively creates something much bigger than itself and then the audience and you're part of that experience. And this absolutely does that. I mean, thematically, yes, there's some very specific themes that it does. It puts these kind of views of day-to-day Western consumer culture up there to be criticised and polarizes them about this extreme way of living that the family have been raised in. And in that, it looks into educating kids, the way we live, the way we love each other, the way that we approach the world. And I think all of those are able to go under this umbrella, but it does it in such a great way. I think straight away, it's very cynical. Of course, it's very cynical. And there's so many just direct jibes from the dad that's passed down to the family. And these add to the comedy of the film. It's not too 
heavy that you trudge through all these very big themes. There's a lovely underbelly of comedy which is very warming and is added to by the love of the family and that's what makes these points really work and land so well. It's because the family are so lovable, they love each other and they bring warmth to it whereas the kind of Western consumer world that they're rallying against is put forward as very cold and very cold-hearted in its outlook on life. So straight away, you warm to the family, so you warm to their views. And if you weren't someone who already inhabited the views that they're putting forward, which, let's face it, we very much sway towards that a bit more, you can't help but love the family and the love that they have each for each other. So if you forget the big themes it's really going for, there's so much love in the film and warmth that it is also a story just of a family development and how much they want to see each other grow as well it is a big critique of the western world so it manages to balance those two things really well because one's a massive thing which has been written about in so many cold and uh, cutting ways but uses this family love to soften the blow and share the message really nicely so just through watching it yes i felt a kind of rally from watching these critiques and seeing this passion of a family who want to pursue a different way of living in the view to bring betterness and improve the world in their own lives. But at the same time, I felt the warmth. I felt part of it. And it touched me in a way that most films don't. Yes, film gives you emotion. And that's the biggest aim of a film, to trigger emotion in its audience. But this gave something different. And I think... One, it was because of the themes it explored, but also the amount of love that was in the film given out outwardly, but also internally with the family, connects with you. And that was done in so many ways that we'll get into, but I just felt that coming out of it. And still now talking about it, I can feel the emotions it elicited in me. And that is a fantastic thing. If a film can do that, it's such a beautiful experience, but it's a beautiful piece of art from the filmmaker. So straight away, that was my initial reaction from the film. And it just kind of, yeah, captivated me all the way through. What about you, Callum? What were your first thoughts after finishing watching it? I loved, I loved the, I loved the actual, just the landscape of the film. That that was the thing that sort of got me initially. It was like the way, the, where it was filmed. And because I'd been to Washington, I've been to Washington state, seattle portland and and then eventually like eugene and stuff but the actual setting of the film i thought was quite i was quite fresh in a way like there's loads of there's loads of films that have written about sort of challenging capitalist values and rejecting american culture but it's always rejecting american culture on the premise of um oh i think wealth should be redistributed um which obviously I, I agree with but what this film does is it, it, it challenge it doesn't just challenge that it, I, economically it doesn't just challenge american value american society economically it challenges american values culturally and just it challenges your own how you how what how human being what is the purpose of being a human and in yeah. this instance it's like to be you know to be healthy to expand your mind to be at one with the universe to be at one with yourself to feel comfortable in your own identity um, there's these long scenes where they where he he runs with his kids around Washington around the forest and they meditate together and then they all sit and read um, together and then they play music and there's a great that towards the start of the film when um, Viggo Mortensen's character is playing the guitar and then they all just start jamming and one of the kids starts doing a beat and then the entire um, yeah, yeah. meaning of the song is changed and it's just so Love that. yeah I just I just thought it was a really refreshing 
film to watch in that respect just because yeah it rejects um capitalism and it's you know associated vices but it's not just about that it's about what do you want to live for and i think that was quite an interesting avenue to pursue that because you know the purity of nature that the and juxtaposed with the you know the rampant capitalism and there's a great scene when they come down from the mountains and one thing this is why i think the camera work is really good because it follows the truck that they're in the bus that they're in and it follows them down from the mountains and these like long shots of these this beautiful endless landscape and then they get and then they come down and they get onto the freeway and it's just endless streams of freeway and mcdonald's mm-hmm. and, and they're all looking out of the window like they're observing animals in a zoo because it's so alien to them because they've lived in the forest for 10 years um most of their you know formative uh life educationally speaking anyway um and there's a great there's again again uh, the great scene when um, they get pulled over by the highway patrolman and um, because his taillight was out and then they all pretend to be raging evangelical Christians that have been uh, homeschooled in the Christian way and even the highway trooper is like um, sort of a uh, bit, bit scared about that extra extreme but like again it's, it's another it's another sort of nod towards traditional America you know particularly in the sort of 18th and 19th century at least Christian evangelicism was uh, built the idea of the American nation so again, that was another sort of it was sort of, it was intellectually um uh sort of stimulating film, mainly because I agreed with pretty much everything that they were talking about. And it, it was very self indulgent, which obviously I, I I loved in that respect. I just, you know, I found the humour in the stuff that I agreed with. Um but I read Yeah, self indulgent but very well executed. Of course. Indulgent. It's not Absolutely. just a rant, it's a very well crafted journey through different thoughts and ideas. No, indeed. And I read um just after watching it that Matt Ross, the director, based the entire story on his own life. He was he'd saw he'd seen the sort of the, the detrimental impact that technology in particular had been having on his kids and he spoke with his wife about how they could reimagine what what is the purpose of living, what is all this living. Um and I think uh yeah, there was just a it was a nice sort of avenue to explore it. Because um, you know, as we'll talk about later, it explores through all sorts of themes of, as you said earlier off mic, like, you know, death, education, and sort of ritual, religion at least as well. Um, yeah, it's a fa- the thing that got me immediately was just the fact that it was just, it felt fresh. Yeah, I, well, I was going to go straight onto that. I love how you've said that, fresh, refreshing. Those words struck me because... The beauty of this film visually is that it gives the audience and the story so much space. There's a lot of long, lingering shots. There's a lot of shots where there's not that much action or dialogue and the sound effects become dialogue in themselves, telling their own story, whether it be the sounds of the forest or the sounds of the sea or the music that they're playing. There's a lot of space in it. And that's beautiful because straight away it gives the audience time to take in what's being done and what they're seeing and relax into it and feel those emotions I said at the beginning that I really felt. But it also ties in with the message that it's giving of thinking of 
considering your place in the world and actually investing more time in yourself and your own mind and your connection with the world and the universe rather than mindlessly plowing on with the next thing that the consumerist world throws at you or you feel like you have to do. So it tells that story really well. So it's a beautiful bit of filmmaking. Just this notion of it all just floating around a little bit is ethereal and you feel that. And no better example of that than the end shot of where they finally accept a little bit of the real world and get a house but live in a very rural, simple existence. But the last shot lingers so long of them just sat round their dining room table, having breakfast, reading, and the dad's just sat there taking it all in, looking content, as do the kids, as they're waiting for the school bus, as it's then revealed that they've started going to a school. And that shot just holds, and nothing really happens. And that small bit of information shared there but it just gives you that feeling of contentment, contentment, of kind of a mindful experience. And the whole film, I think, is a lesson in that, but also a process of that. You go through that journey with them, and the visuals of the film give you the experience that they are going on as well. And I just thought that was sublime and really made me feel it. So to be able to craft something which actually makes the audience feel the story that you are showing is a great achievement and that's why i think this film is so beautiful because it managed to actually nail what it's trying to do um but yeah visually fantastic and also the music that it throws in at points is brilliant what i want to just add to this and then i'll ask your view on it callum is that at the end like i said there they finally accept a little bit of real life which if you would have said at the beginning of the film they accept a bit of real life and give up their existence there in the wild, you would think that that would have been a failure of the film, of the plot, and you would have been like, well, we don't want that to happen. You'd feel like the characters had lost and that was against the rallying cry that they were going for. But actually, in the end, you feel really happy that they're in that situation because it all comes together really nicely. And I love the overall message that it's sending out is that the family live in the extremes of existence and have really extreme views. And yes, these are really alarming. It shows how extreme they are to the outside world. But these are even extreme for people who have those views. So as they go through them, they have these this experience, this life. And then obviously this classic clashes really hard as they start reintroducing to regular existence as they're trying to go to the funeral. But then at the end, they accept that, oh, actually, there's a bit of good in the real world and the bit of good that they accept in the real world is the connection with other humans and the interactions you have with other human beings and that's what they didn't get living out there that shows with the eldest son going away traveling and also um, with them going to school as well they don't get these connections so it's kind of then them accept accepting it then saying you know what we still believe our way of life and there's so much value in it but we need to accept that hey we live with other people and that's part of our human experience and i feel that's quite beautiful because it's not a it changes it slightly at the end from being a real hard line no we've got to live in this commune this is the way we do it and i think that's what ruins a lot of extreme or progressive arguments is when people don't accept a bit of growth or integration into another way of life and they do at the end and it's almost perfect and the the family live in a beautiful setting 
and I love that. And I feel the message it sends there is, no, see the beauty in other ways of life and you'll be able to develop in that way. And it just ends so well. And I think that is brought together really nicely. But I just wanted to know what you thought about the ending. Were you disappointed by that? Or do you think that it did add to the story? I think, you know, I think it added to the story massively. And I think I... I I kind of I kind of I kind of anticipated that um they'd eventually integrates the wrong word and so is joining society I think because I mean the whole th- it's quite divisive the way that they live it's like a complete rejection I don't want anything to do with this this sort of the modern world I want to go and live get back to my roots and live on the land and be content with my own sort of self but of course everything that the that the, that the father has the children doing are all about expanding their minds and, and engaging with the world and, and engaging with their world through art and literature and science and philosophy and even theology and then they're in, they're but they're not actually engaging with it you know what i mean like they're, they're talking they're discussing how, yeah, how, yeah. how the world is you know fucked up and everything but then they don't actually engage with it um and i think to come back into the world that they so um, passionately hate, I think, is is part of the process of them expanding their mind. It wouldn't they wouldn't be true to themselves and what their father has taught them to love fellow humans if they completely reject it and stay away from them. There's kind of there's kind of like a um, a sort of a, a hypocrisy in the way that they live their life in a way because um, like there's a great scene when the son, when the eldest son is. Um, uh, when he when he meets that girl when they're at the um the uh the camper park camper van yeah, park yeah. um and he gets down on one knee and proclaims his love for her yeah um, and they they <laughs> they think he's joking but he's yeah. actually being serious because <laughs> he's like I, you know I we we have a deep connection emotionally and you know I've if I feel my my our souls are interconnected you are the one and all this sort of stuff I mean, it's, it's like when I kissed your daughter it felt like dolphins yeah. releasing <laughs> like, dolphins released with like dolphins swimming through the ocean it's all very it's all very loquacious and all very romantic in that respect <laughs> you know it, it sound it sounds like he's sort of proclaiming his love sort of Fitzgerald style you know it's all very yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's brilliant. Um, but if, but then of course like he then he, but then he when they go away and then he's like oh well maybe that's not how you talk to people um, and then he he says to his dad he's like you know I don't know anything unless <laughs> unless it's come out of a book yeah and there's you know there are moments where you, and the, and then that that's the sort of that's the the turning point where it's like oh you know to to really you know be a human being you have to have those those, those conversations with and uh, interactions and and um experiences that are out of that are, that are diverse i mean even even they you know even though they speak multiple languages you know they 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 can quote the bill of rights left right and center they have deep uh, um analyses of, of you know nabokov like we were talking about off mic and stuff with the lolita book and things like that they they passionately engage with you know with literature and art and culture but then what does it all mean if they can't actually have a a conversation, a pure conversation with another human being, um, and for me, they're there. The 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 accept the going going back to school, I think was just an, it was the final part of their story. I think it was it was a natural end because they they couldn't have stayed. I mean, they couldn't have they could have stayed in the forest if they wanted to, but the acceptance of going to school, I think, we're with other children that weren't brought up in the way that they were, I think is a final part of their um uh their their story because 
you know, to sort of really actualize their existence and to actualize all their, um, all their uh, world views of how human beings should be kind to one another, and they have they have to actually experience that. They can't just say all this stuff whilst they're living in an isolated community by themselves, you know. So I thought that was... I agree. I agree. And what I just wanted to add to that is that it helps the message of the film stand up then, yeah. because it's not just some out there ideal which is a kind of fantasy depicted in the film it's a real acceptance of okay well here's an ideal that we have but this is how we're willing to accept it into the world and then it takes the potential criticism away from it because it's saying well as they say in the film just a hippie in the forest doing whatever but no it's saying these views are views that everyone can take in the world to be more open and more connected to people in the world, but this is showing our acceptance of letting it happen within society and growing within society rather than just fighting it from afar. And I, I love that because it helps it stand up, and that's why I thought the ending was good. But yeah, I agree with you there, Callum. Thank, thank you for summing that up very nicely. Let's just add on to that a little bit in terms of education in itself how it does depict it and like you said they end up going to school at the end education is a big part because he's secretively the eldest son applying for the top universities and his dad doesn't know and that's where that pivotal point comes when he says to him that he doesn't know anything about the world unless it came out of a book and they have this very regimented education as they go through it but the education they get is rooted more in, as I've been saying, connecting with the world, developing yourself and your mind rather than being geared towards what traditional education is, is the next step in your education ladder and getting into employment. That's not a consideration for them, but he proves that they were better educated traditionally, but they had a more connection with the world. But what did you think about that in terms of its depiction of education? Do you think there was a specific message it was sending out there on a more kind of low-key level in terms of, hey, we think we're educating children in all the things that they need to to be worldly, but look, this is a suggestion of someone living outside the system actually knows more things than you are trying to teach within the system. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I could, I, I'm still not really sure I stand on this in terms of was it a critique of the education system or was it a critique of how people interact with it? Um, okay. Because like, I mean, the well, there's a great scene when he when he calls down that those the two boys of his sister in law, um, and he asks them to ask he asks them what what is the bill of rights, and that they're because they've done the play on their video games and stuff. Um, and they can't tell him what the Bill of Rights is. And then mm-hmm. he calls his seven-year-old daughter down and, you know, she quotes chapter and verse what the Bill of Rights is quite eloquently. Um, but then he, goes, he says, no, 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 I don't, I don't want you to tell me to, to recite it. I want you to actually interpret it and, um, you know, make sense of it. And, I mean, obviously, it's uh, that's my favourite scene of the film. It's very sort of arrogant in its depiction of, you know, it, it's, just a, it's just a blooming brilliant scene. Um, but... I think I don't. Nece- I'm not necessarily sure that it's a critique of the education system. I think it's the fact that young people have so disen, disenf- not disenfranchised is the wrong word, but um, certainly disen- not interested at all in in the the privilege of having education. I think, um, and it, I think it is kind of a wider um critique actually. I think of people's self importance, particularly in a sort of capitalist world that it critiques in the sense that they're all quite docile 
really. Like the kids just mm-hmm. kind of play video games and are quite and just sort of disinterested in the things that have given them the opportunities and freedoms to be able to participate in this capitalist system. I guess um, they're just kind of yeah. It's like it's it's almost like a sort of docile virtue in a way um, that the that the film addresses. Um, so I'm not necessarily sure it's a crit- it's a critique of the education system necessarily. It's just how people interact with it because he asks he asks both kids the same question. You know, do you know what the Bill of Rights is? And it's like, well, obviously it's you know it's been the kids have been taught it in school because they're aware of it and they 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 know of it, but they don't actually know what it is because they weren't listening or they weren't engaged with it or they didn't recognize mm-hmm. its wider cultural importance and political importance for that matter. So really, what you know, Viggo Mortensen's character has done is that he's taught his kids education. Um, that you know, kids in America are also taught, but he's taught it in a way that allows them to engage with it on a deeper and meaningful level, perhaps. Um, I mean, obviously, his, his kids speak multiple languages and um, they've had a very sort of privileged education in that respect. Um, but I do think it's a sort of... It's a critique of the sort of the, the docile virtue that a lot of American kids, in the eyes of uh, Matt Ross anyway, seem to seem to have their sort of technology in particular has um weakened their criticality dull dull as dulled critical thinking for sure yeah taking the purpose out of it yeah that's what i got yeah. from it is the idea of like passively taking in an education but what's the point of passively taking in an education it's just information then unless there's a purpose to it mm. and what the family are adding to it is purpose to it they feel something from it they think something from it and they do something with it rather than just passively going through it and experiencing it for what it is. Uh, but yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. I'm not fully sure what I believe in terms of is it critiquing the education system or the engagement with it, but uh, yeah, I like your points on that. It's something to definitely ponder. This film's mm. got so many rewatchings in it, I can feel it already, and this is what I'm loving about it. Okay, before we wrap up, Callum... I wanted to just have a chat about some of the other themes. So we've talked there about some very pointed themes and potential ideas that it's trying to put across. But on a very big emotional level, and this is tying back to what I said at the beginning in terms of the deeper emotions it made me feel and not necessarily that's what you get in other films, was that it really went into an alternative look on life and death and within that, the experience of parenthood and the relationship within the family on that. And one part especially, which I think was like pretty fascinating to look at and was uncomfortable as the watcher, but this is why it was so sharp as a piece of filmmaking, was when they go to dig up the mother's grave and then take her away and go and burn her, cremate her, as as per her dying wishes. But there's about a five-minute scene where you watch them go to the grave, dig up the body, um, take it away, and then within the uh, their van, it just cuts to suddenly, and yeah. um, they've got the casket open, and you see the mother's body there, and they've done her makeup, and they've put like flowers in her hair, and they're kind of loving her, and everyone's happy, and there's nice music playing. Beautiful scene in terms of the love that it's sharing, but really uncomfortable as a viewer because it's such a taboo thing to watch and look at and experience. One, 
digging up a grave, but two, you don't expect to see the body like that because you're like, obviously they're not going to, they're just going to take it away. And then you see it. And there's nothing grotesque about the um, visuals. It's just you feel uncomfortable because that's how obviously ingrains to feel. So what a great bit of filmmaking there is that, again, as I've said, the message and story it's trying to depict, it actually makes the audience feel that by the filmmaking. And I think that was wonderful and also definitely gives this alternative way of looking at it. Is the way you feel now, should that be the way that you feel about death or should it be the way the family are experiencing it right there? And just to add to that, the experience of parenthood and the love within it, I think is really fascinating and how this show, the dad obviously being a very tough taskmaster at the beginning, but he's still very much trying to do the best for his child as any parent is and the way that he makes the changes at the end. But it shows a real deeper relationship between the parent and the children as he speaks to them so openly and honestly about other taboo top subjects and topics, which is tough again as the viewer to watch, but then it comes across in a loving way and the, the children obviously love him so much for it because they smuggle themselves into the truck at the end and go and escape with him. So beyond the bigger kind of specific issues like capitalism and consumer society, this idea of life, death and love as these big themes, it delivers it unbelievably through the emotion that it shares. And I think that's the real victory of the film. So many films take a... Uh, a jab at capitalism and western society and american culture but this does it alongside something much bigger and deeper than that and i thought it was fascinating to see and it really made me feel something a lot different to another film what was your take on how it explores those themes no indeed yeah i was was saying earlier about it being fresh it's like a lot a lot of films you know critique american culture and it but it's always it's always focused on sort of wealth inequality Whereas this kind of focuses on a, on a cultural inequality, I guess, or an educational inequality, perhaps. Um, but I mean, in terms of death, like it's certainly a rejection of the spirituality, a sort of Christian ritual that tends to dominate Western culture in terms of death. It's almost like quite mechanical in a way. In, in, and, and again, the film itself is a critique of the mechanical world anyway. Um and by mechanical, I mean there's a process associated with death within within the Western world. People die. There's an element of mourning, but it's almost as if like it's it is taboo because I think as a society we don't necessarily have the the tools to actually discuss and conceptualize death um, in a way that people can actually come to terms with it. Um, what what this film does is that it absolutely acknowledges the fact that death is a part of life. And that I think that I mean obviously the kids are really upset by it, uh, and but Viggo Mortensen's character, I mean he's upset but he's not as shocked by it I don't think because mm-hmm. he's sort of come to terms with the fact that people are born and then people die that is the grand circle of life, um so I think he's a lot more equipped to deal with it and I think you know the the, the cultural upbringing that he's given his kids has equipped them to sort of deal with it as well. But it's a celebration of life. Like this is inevitable that death will occur, and um, one thing that it does do is that it, um, it sort of shuns that relationship that a lot of people in this instance, in this film, that are sort of driven by uh, quintessential capitalist values, mm-hmm. Christian values specifically. Um, do it like 
it's very critical of their conceptualization of death. Like, like I said before, the process, someone dies, there's mourning, they're buried, there's a service, has to be conducted by a vicar of a, of a church. And it goes back to sort of, you know, my experience with it. Like, there's, you know, I've been to funerals where people have never set foot inside a church their entire life. And then, and then they have an affinity with God when, when their loved one dies. It's a very strange ritual we have in Western society, I think. Um, but what this film does is that it completely challenges that. I mean, obviously, it, um, it plays, it has a bit of fun with it because they, they turn up dressed in quite loud clothing to the funeral. And, you know, he's, <laughs> being, he's banging on the coffin. He's saying, my wife was a Buddhist and she wanted to be burnt and then flushed down the toilet in an airport. <laughs> which is where in the scene when they take their ashes and she's like bye mum and then they flush her down the toilet it's quite you know it's quite a, a comical scene and you know yeah yeah yeah. i guess that's how they approach approach death whereas um you know well obviously it's quite upsetting when you lose a loved one but i do think there was a, a wider critique of people's relationship with death and how that translates into organized religion christian and christianity in particular because like i said you know people often in funerals go to a funeral they've never been to a church in their life and then suddenly it's really important to them when someone dies so i think it's a a really interesting take on accepting death as a natural part of existence yeah yeah absolutely great analysis there callum which is one of the things that they love in the film a good bit of analysis so you know what we'll wrap that up there i'm going to give you my rounding view of it but caveat it by saying there's so much more we could dived into in this we didn't even really touch upon the fact that the explanation of mental illness as well with the mother mm. committing yeah. suicide because she had bipolar and that is looked at through how they actually speak about it in the film and also the parenthood how the his sister-in-law's uh, family don't get told the truth and they're repressed in their kind of view of the world so much more we could have gone into and i would love to we're definitely going to discuss this over various pints callum but again a testament to how great this film is to summarize loved it first of all <laughs> there you go there's a number one yeah. but as i said it is a critique of many western elements and consumerist society and the education that that offers but as as are a lot of pieces of art and a lot of films where this really wins and i think this is an amazing achievement of the film is the emotion it shares but the way that it shows that the themes that it is putting across and the ideas it's putting across connect with the audience so well from the the love and emotion given off to the audience the experience the audience goes through is actually the experience that the characters go through as well in what you feel and also you just get that connection so well i think from a filmmaking perspective a lot of it's very dreamlike and ethereal beautiful it gives you space to think it's a very thoughtful film and it's making but it allows you to be thoughtful as well of course, I connect with the themes. It's on the money and stuff that I connect with and love, so that adds so much to it. And I just think that it is a fantastic achievement of filmmaking all round, from script writing to production to the performances in it. It absolutely wins for me. The only perceived criticism I could see of it is that it lets a few plot lines disappear, dissipate, and that could be a criticism. But I think that is actually a positive because 
if the message of a film is bigger than the plot lines, then that should drive them out anyway. This film's not about those very specific plots that go on. It's about the feel that it shares with you and that emotion it's trying to put across. So I think it's absolutely the right choice to allow that to happen. So it has to be a 10 out of 10 from me. Absolutely fantastic. It could well be the best film that we've reviewed on this can't wait to watch it again we'll be recommending it highly to other people thank you callum for the suggestion to put it in the mix for this one 10 out of 10 captain fantastic wonderful callum what about you no i agree it, yeah absolutely 10 out of 10 for me as well like the, the themes that it, it's just yeah it's a dreamy dreamy film and it's the, the sort of the long camera shots of emotion it's just funny as well that's the big thing it's it, it really made me laugh um in a sort of in a it kind of in like a high and mighty way it's like oh i understand the literature that they're talking about type of way <laughs> um which obviously is a very arrogant thing to say but i loved it for that reason um of well, amongst many others but yeah i mean the sort of it's it's um just, it's, i don't know it's just, I, it just felt fresh as well in the sense that like most films that critique capitalism is always about wealth inequality, and you know there is absolutely a place for that, and I do, I do like that those those critiques of, of you know capitalism in particular. But um, for me, this one it was all about education and the knowledge and the feeling that you get from reading, and I think in the times in which we live, our disassociation with knowledge, our sort of in our obsession with like sort of. Uh, knowledge as a consumable product. I think this film is absolutely one for the time in that respect. Well, thank you very much, Callum. We've both loved it. It's always nice, isn't it, when there's a film that we absolutely adore and we have found one there and I am sure we will have many conversations about that in the future. But until then, there's loads of films out there which we're going to tackle and, of course, we will be bringing the conversations over to you. But once again... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep tuning in. Plenty of episodes to come your way, and we look forward to chatting again and sending all of our reviews straight over to you. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.